Welcome back, everybody. Another podcast, Inside Polling. It's great to have you. Things are getting exciting. We only have about, well, by the time you listen to this, it's Wednesday night right now. You'll be probably listening on Thursday. We've got about five days to go. Five days to go. Here we are. How fast that came around. I have over 150 polls to go over with you. That's why I got on so quick. I know I was with you uh, a few days ago. Wanted to get on, go over, of course, Biden's approval. I want to run through uh, some the governor races. I want to go through the um, congressional question, Republican versus uh, Dem, and, and how that has uh, changed. And, of course, I want to get, get to you with the Senate races. I've got a lot of numbers to go through you. I want to thank everybody for all the comments and questions and asking me to come back on after seeing all these polls. And, boy, not only are there politicians in a race, the polls are in a race. What do I mean by that? Well, you know the traditional Gallups and, of course, New York Times. They've all had polling companies, CNN, USA Today. And there's a new, there's a new group of polling companies, um, Trafalgar and uh, Insider Advantage, which uh, Lee and, and Rasmussen, of course, has been around for forever. But these tend to uh, lean right. And generally, we're used to polls leaning left. And in the old days, you know, 95% of polls leaned left because that's what their news organizations were. I mean, you can run through everything online, everything in TV, everything in um, in the old magazines, of course, back in the day. And everything everything leaned left. And that's fine because you, you knew... Uh, of course, back in the day, that everything that the the Dems were slightly overrated on polls, but now you can look at the same day, and I can give you two separate polls because what's happened is it's gotten so expensive for polling companies, the traditional polling companies. Uh, it's six times more expensive now than it was just a few years ago to do a poll, one poll, and that's why you're not seeing that, and that's why you're starting to see some more newer polls. Uh, that lean um, a little more right, which is interesting. And of course, then everyone gets nervous. Well, wait a minute now. But Trafalgar came out you know, a few years ago when coming out with their polls, no one believed them because they are right-believing. Right they are right-believing, but their polls were the most accurate. Now, do they miss? Yes. Um, do the other polls, uh, Fox poll, CNN polls, of course, Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac misses more than anybody, as we know. They, they should get an F rating. They are the worst polling company. But as I go through these numbers, it can be confusing. And that's why a lot of people came on. It's inside polling. I need you to explain what's happening. I'm seeing two separate polls. Now, I can read your polls that will make the Dems look really good. I can read your polls that make uh, the Republicans look good. That's why we average them all together. We put them all together. Now, this this. This one go-around is going to be a little different go-around because when we do our averages, this is definitely going to be a little more 50-50 rating. And what I mean by that is you're going to have left polls, the traditional ones, and the new right-leaning polls that have come out and have hit and are releasing their pullings. So now when we discuss, well, wait a minute now, the Dems have always been overrated in polls. So when we look at these averages and 538 does it, Real Clear does it. You know, they tend to say, well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm guessing now, everyone's so scared that the Dems are going to be overrated again. 
we're going to have to watch that because which polling group is correct and are the averages, is one weighted or not? Or are we going to get it actually on the money this time? But two different polling uh, uh, w- ways to do it, the tr- traditional way and then uh, the newer way, which uh, the the right-leaning feel that they, get, they uh, are collecting a, a few more Republicans. So with that, we have a polling battle, of course, with a ton of battles. Now, I'm going to take you through, let's get through Biden's approval real quick. I want to let you know what's happened in the past uh, four, four or five days since I was with you last. Um, and I'm going to give you a little difference of what's happened in those four or five days, okay? So CNN came out with a 42% approval. That's down four points for Biden, okay? That's down four, which means that was a, that was a 46 before. They're at a, he's at a 42 Trafalgar came out with a 39%. That's the same as the last poll uh, that they came out with. Rasmussen is at 45. It's funny, right? A right-leaning poll has Biden at, at the highest number of anybody. So that's interesting stuff. And this is where it gets interesting. It's why we have to average this all together. Rasmussen has Biden at 45. News Nation, which is a new, new uh, you know, of course, you may have seen it on your cable box now. Um, it, uh a new a company out there is putting out a poll. They're at 44. This is down two points. They, Biden was at 46 before. So again, 44, down two points. Quinnipiac um, is at 37%. Biden is down 4% since the last Quinnipiac poll. Okay, so I, I've been mentioning all along, I think Biden's going to be somewhere between 42 and, and 44. He's right now at 426 I do have a couple more uh, polls. Reuters at 40, Economist at 45, and Politico at 43. Those are generally about the same, up and down, minus one, plus one. So Biden at 42.6 approval rating going into this election. Now, when we when we talk about uh, midterm parties, you know, inside polling, why why are the Dems gonna gonna lose seats? Well. We there's a lot of reasons, you know, and I, I've all I've you know I've hammered the Dems pretty good on their agenda and, and what they're running for, but history has a lot to do with it. I'm gonna run you through um, the last 20 elections, midterm elections. This goes back to 1942. So every four years since then, okay. I'm gonna give you how many House seats the party in power lost. The party in power lost. Now, remember, Democrats are in power. Biden's in power. He's got a low approval rating. We just went through it in the 42 range. Not a good number. Obama, I think, was around 40, uh, 43, and Trump was about the same at 43. Biden's a little lower than both of them, so we, we could see numbers that are similar to their to their midterm numbers. But let's take it back to 1942. I'm just going to run through this quick. Uh, down 45 seats lost. 54 seats lost. 28 seats lost, 18 seats lost, 48 seats lost, 4 seats lost, 47 seats lost, 1970, 12 seats, 48 seats, 15 seats, 26 seats, 5 seats, 8 seats. I'll give you 1994, 54 seats. Now, 1998, uh, up 5 seats was Bill Clinton. Uh, They actually gained seats, okay? So again, some possible hope. In 2002, you got George Bush um with a plus eight okay so those two 98 and 02 gain of five and gain of eight let's go to 2006 down lost 30 seats 
2010 uh, lost 63 seats, 2014 lost 13 seats, and 2018 40 seats. Okay, here we are in another midterm election. So you could see history, if you added that up, what does that equal? I don't know, down 40 seats, 35 seats, right? Something like that history. So that already, okay, no matter who the candidate is, in two times in basically history since 1942, okay, the, the, the party in power lost seats. Now remember, and I think I'm the only one talking about this, the Republicans actually gained seats in the Trump-Biden election in the House. They actually did very well down ticket. Trump, Biden beat Trump, but down ticket, Republicans did very well. You can't forget that. So we're going to go through uh, Gallup, who, you know, back in the day, everyone trusts. They came out with the top five things that people care about in this election. What do you think it is? We got the economy at 49%. Uh, so think about that, right? 50% of the people, <laughs> the, 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 the top ticket item, okay? I'll just run down the other. We have, we've got abortion, crime, gun policy, and immigration. So economy, abortion, crime, gun policy, and immigration. And this is my problem with Dems. This is my problem right here. If you take away Trump and you take away the Supreme Court abortion horrific ruling, what are the Dems left with? What are the Dems left with? If you just sit back right now, spend five seconds quickly, what are the Dems running on? What are the Dems running on? What can they hang their head on? Forget about the democracy and, and, and the saving democracy and, and, and abortion. Take those away. Take them away. Where the hell were they, would they be right now? Let me run you through the numbers on the economy. Republicans, anybody who thought the, the economy was an issue, Republicans are going to vote Republicans plus 31. Republicans plus 31. Overwhelmingly going to vote Republican on the economy issue. Abortion, Dems plus 14. Okay, and I've sat here and I said they've hung their head on one issue and maybe that's the only issue they can run on. And maybe I was wrong. Maybe when I was like, guys, don't hang your head on that. Go somewhere else with something. But maybe there is nothing else to hang your head on. Crime. Republicans, plus 28. Gun policy. So you're thinking, that's them, right? No. Republican, plus 5. Republican, plus 5 on gun policy. Immigration. Republicans, up 33 points. You got Republicans up 31, Republicans up 28, Republicans up 5, and Republicans up 33 on the top four out of five issues. And on the, on the Dem one, you got them up 14. Okay, not a bad number, but not huge. The hell are the Democrats running on? So you see what's happening. Oh, well, why are we caving? Why, why is the floor dropping out? Well, you see the issues, right? What are independent people who sit at home have a job, right? They got a nice, maybe married couple together, uh, both working. Maybe you got a couple kids in school. What do they care about? What do they care about? What do they really care about? Now, if you want to fit, if maybe if you're, uh, if you're, if you're a senior, uh, you know, you maybe you're thinking about oh retirement and your stocks. But okay, stocks, right? Disaster, disastrous year. 
right? Your 401k, nightmare. So, okay, where do you want to, where, where do you want to go to now? I mean, you want to go to the, the working class independent? I mean, who are you going to vote for? And that, and that bleeds into the governor races and bleeds into the Senate races and bleeds in the House races. Now, let's take you through the congressional question. And boy, oh boy, was this confusing this week. And my eyes popped open over two polls. This is good news for the Dems, okay? Now, I'll take you through all the polls that came out. As we know, Republicans were way up, then down to the Dems once the abortion issue came out. Republicans then captured the lead in over the past month and have continued to do a pretty decent job. Dems had kind of slid into it a little bit, and we were sitting maybe at around two point two points for the Republican lead. Which which if you think about it, if the Republicans have a national lead, that's devastating for Dems because the Dems always have to be up a couple points uh, because you have California and New York, of course, in the popular vote. So but putting that aside, what happened was I got a poll, two polls, back to back on the same day. Economist and YouGov came out with a Dems plus four. And I was like, wow, that's a big number. Let me see what they did last time. Well, that poll, Economist YouGov up four or plus four, was up a five-point gain for the Dems in a week. Five-point gain for the Dems in a week. And I said, all right, well, maybe that's an outlier, right? I mean, when I see something like that, Politico comes out. It's Politico slash Morning Consult. They come out with a Dem plus four. Same day. That was a three-point gain for Dems in a week. And I said, holy smokes. Are we going to now twist and turn one more time? I'm going to take you through the polls, right? Those two came out. Then we had a Rasmussen with Republicans here. And here's the fight again, right? We have the traditional uh, YouGov and the traditional Politico now with a big Dem lead. Not just a small lead, by the way. Politico plus four, Economist YouGov plus, uh, both plus four. Rasmussen, who we know is right-leaning, came out Republicans plus seven. So do you, do you throw that out? Trafalgar, right-leaning poll, has Republicans plus six. Now that skews the average. Data for Progress, which is a Dem poll, has Republicans plus four. CBS then comes out and says Republicans plus two. And you say, okay, well, that's a little more traditional. So you still have the Republicans plus two. Seems like a pretty good poll. Wall Street Journal comes out, Republicans plus two. And then Politico, Morning Consult, comes out again. And what's their number? Democrats plus five. Okay? So it's a it's about the same. So you say to yourself, that's just came out. So another Politico with Dems plus five. But you just had the Wall Street Journal, CBS, Data for Progress, have a 2-2-4 for the Republicans, and then two right-leaning polls having a 6-7 and seven for the Republicans. 
So then I'm waiting for, then I'm waiting for the Economist uh, uh, UGov number um, to come out, and they come out with a tie. Okay, so that drops. That was a four-point drop for the Dems, and that's now tied. So the same poll that had a a five uh, a five-point gain for the Dems dropped four points back down. And I said to myself, okay, well, that makes a little more sense. So it got squirrely there for a little bit with two polls showing massive gains, you know, like, uh, like a three, five, three and a five point game for the Dems. But one dropped all the way back down to even uh, in a tie, which makes a little more sense. And since then, we've had a Republicans plus three poll uh, from, from NPR. We've had a CNN poll, which is Republicans plus four. And we've had a Quinnipiac poll, which Republicans plus four. So anyway, not to confuse you, but we still have that Politico poll sitting out there, Democrats, Democrats plus five. It looks like an outlier comparing to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine polls with Republicans leading. And then we have that one tie in one um, in the political poll showing the Democrats at the lead. Where does that leave us? That leaves us Republicans on, on the average plus three. Okay, so up a tick from from a, a couple days ago, last time I was with you. So we've got Biden's numbers down a hair. We have the uh, uh, Republicans gaining a little bit in this question, a little squirrely on two of them. And now it looks like squirrely on one of them. So we'll watch that. And of course, we have and we went over all the issues. I'm going to take you through some of the governor races because this get, this gets really interesting. Uh, we haven't gone over really governor races here, but I just wanted to get you a quick update around the country. I'm not going to go through all of them, obviously, but I'm just going to run through them real quick. Uh, we have in Texas, Abbott. I'm going to give you just the average of where we sit today, okay? So Abbott uh, beating O'Rourke in Texas by 9.2 points. In Wisconsin, we have a Democratic governor right now, uh, Evers, who is now, uh, and by the way, as I was working on this podcast today, uh, Evers was in the lead by 0.2%. Well, by the time a couple more polls came out, and I'm sitting here at 940 at night, uh, Michaels, the Republican now, uh, is up by 02 so there's a flip right there. This could be a flip to, uh, this is a Democrat governor seat, which could flip. Really tight race. I mean, you're basically a tie. Uh, you've got out in Arizona, uh, Lake, who is taking on Hobbs. Lake is the Republican. I'm sure everyone's uh, seen her. Uh, and Hobbs, will, Hobbs, the Democrat, will not debate her. And by the way, what's going on with the Dems all around the country not debating? Right, this was the always thing. Why, why are Republicans never, never debating? Well, well, this turn it's the Republicans not wanting to debate. Hobbs not debating. That's going to hurt her. That's going to hurt her. And and Hobbs is it looks like is going to get beat in Arizona. Um, and by by Lake, she's up two point eight points on the average. Now that's still super tight. Anything can happen in Arizona, as we saw last time. Let's go to Nevada. We got a uh, we got a Democratic incumbent, but. In Nevada, we have uh, Lombardo, and I'm going to get you the right up to the moment here because we may have had a poll that changed this. We have Lombardo up one and a half points on the average, a Republican possibly winning another seat and flipping another governor's seat in Nevada. Okay, we have out in Oregon, a Democratic governor there. Well, guess what? Oregon, 
in Portland. We know the troubles that's that, that's happened in Portland. We 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 all see the crime. Uh, if you watch any other channel other than CNN, obviously, you see uh, what's happening there, the, the uprising of people on, on the crime issue. You have a Republican governor uh, winning there in a hugely Democratic state. Now, you have an independent person running there also. That's affected the race. But right now, the Republican running uh, Drazen is, is up by 1.7 points there. I mean, in Oregon, a Republican governor? I mean, does that tell you a little bit about what's going on? In Michigan, we got Whitmer there, hugely Repub- uh, excuse me, hugely Democratic state. Whitmer leading by only 3.4 points in Michigan. Should win. But again, I'm just showing you we're basically 3.4 points. Will that tighten down to two points? We'll see. In Minnesota, a massively Democratic state. We only have the governor there up by 4.4 points. Four-point lead in Minnesota for the Democratic governor. In Pennsylvania, uh, Shapiro, who's running for governor there, who's a Democrat, doing very well. This is going to could help Fetterman here too. The the governor running there, Shapiro, twelve point five lead in Pennsylvania. The Democratic that's running for governor in Pennsylvania up by twelve and a half points. Earlier today, when I was when I was putting this together, he was up nine points. It's up twelve and a half now, and some new polls that came out. Good news for the Dems in Pennsylvania. And by the way, don't forget, on top of the ticket, you're going to have the governor uh, there um, before the Senate. So people are going to click Shapiro, the Dem, and then if they if they go to Oz, they got to they got to you know obviously uh, put a box in a, in a in a different row. Could that help Fetterman out? It could. In New York, uh, earlier today, I had uh, Hochul there. The the uh, the governor who took over for Cuomo, only up by 4.8 points. Well, that's up to six points now. Uh, another poll came out. We have polls We have polls in New York that have everything from a tie to a 12-point lead for the Dem there. Uh, but again, six-point lead in New York State only for a Democratic uh, running for governor? Wow. In Georgia, uh, we have uh, Governor Kemp there and... Uh, uh, it's going up against Stacey Abrams, uh, obviously a, a a good candidate for the Dems. Uh, thought to would be this would be a very competitive race. I think it was one of the ones I first talked about. Kemp is leading with a seven point five lead there in Georgia, and is that going to help? Uh, is is Kemp going to help um, Walker in Georgia? Seven point lead there. New Mexico, <clears throat> hugely Democrat. We have a Dem leading there by only four points in, in New Mexico. In Kansas, uh, we have um, Kelly, who's a, uh, if you can believe, we got a Democratic governor in, Ke- in Kansas. Uh, Kelly leading by two and a half points there. And in Oklahoma, we have a Republican running uh, who's up by only four in Oklahoma. That's kind of interesting. And let's go to one of the, everyone's uh, uh, most hated or loved, uh, uh, Governor DeSantis in Florida, leading by 12.3 points. Who would ever believe? Now, he won by less than a half of 1%, okay, on the last election. So in four years, in four years, He's gone from basically almost a virtual tie, and, a, and basically, you know, they they redid and counted, recounted the ballots to a twelve point three lead in Florida. 
there's word in Florida that they wonder if any Democrat will win in Florida. And is it possible that DeSantis will win Miami County? Miami County. There. Wow. How things have changed in Florida. Massively a a battleground state that is switching quickly. Uh, Oh, and by the way, let's talk about this now. Do you know that uh, with the census and everything like that, Florida, of course, with their growing population, with everyone moving to Florida, they're gaining, what, 300,000 people a year, has gained a congressional seat. Now, what, what does that mean? They have one more electoral vote. Remember last time when we were thinking that it could come down to one vote here or there or a tie and what that does and this and that for presidential elections? Remember, Florida, one more electoral vote. Could that could that decide an election? Absolutely. Because I did the math for you last time, uh, two years ago. That could be very interesting. We'll keep an eye on that. Um, I'm just going to take a sip of water here. As I run through the Senate races, here we go. I've got one more to add for you. One more state, which is out in Washington. And you say to yourself, inside polling, how is that possible? Washington State? Yes. I'm going to just take you through the last uh, three polls in uh, Washington. Again, we have somewhat of a battle. I'll take you through the last four polls, actually. A traditional poll has the Dem up by eight. A traditional poll has the Dem up by six. Uh, Trafalgar has the Republic uh, has the Dem up by one. Insider Advantage, another right leaning, has the Dem up by two. Okay, so we definitely have a tightening. Of, there's a difference of these two polls. We have the right leaning poll showing a lead one in two points, and we have the traditional, possibly left leaning polls up by six and eight, which leaves the Dem. Uh, senator there up by four points i just give you that because of these last two polls and again it's kind of what i wanted to start this podcast with is the battle of the polls who's going to be right is it going to be the right-leaning polls that say hey you're always missing our voters or is it going to be the traditional polls that uh feel like they they hit all the voters but have missed on all the last couple elections as as we all know anyway washington uh, Democratic senator leading by four. We go to Ohio, which has been super, super tight, right? Down to the wire. We now have uh, we have uh, Vance there who's running as a Republican, not a good candidate, going against Ryan, uh, the Dem there. This has been tight all the way. I'm going to give you the last six polls. Vance the Republican by three, Vance by three, Vance by two. I've got a tie, I've got a tie, and I've got Vance by five. Okay? So this gives Vance a... Uh, average of 2.2 points. 2.2 points for the for the Republican in Ohio. Now, now everybody expects Ohio because you have uh, DeWine there, the governor, with a massive lead to probably tw- will win by 20 points, and everyone feels that that's going to go Republican. Now, if this thing wavers the other way a couple points, you could have. <laughs> this is where an upset could happen, right? So remember Ohio on, on election night. If you see Ohio fold quick, okay, well, that was a bunch of BS. And that never came about. We got Johnson in Wisconsin. Senator Johnson was a Republican. There's a Republican seat. By the way, so is Ohio. You have the last three polls. 
Johnson by one, Johnson by five, Johnson by two, Johnson by two, and Johnson by five. We got a Johnson three-point lead. This is staying pretty much stable. So so has Vance's in Ohio. So has Johnson's in Wisconsin. It looks like the Republicans that have made the move in their Republican states have kind of just have a very narrow lead, but are holding. Not a lot of wavering going on. Now, you go to North Carolina, you've got Bud and Beasley. Bud is running for, again, there's a Republican seat. Uh, the last five polls, uh, Bud four, Bud four, Bud four, Bud six, and the last poll was Bud five. Okay, that came out today. That gives Bud a lead of 4.6. So you've got now Bud really kind of extending his lead. And this looks like this is going to be a Bud win for the Republicans here in North Carolina. Um, that would be a hold. Let's go to Senator uh, Hassan, who is a Dem in New Hampshire and is the senator. Uh, and obviously that's a Democrat seat. I'm bringing New Hampshire back in the alleyway here because uh, our latest poll going back, uh, well, a, a, not quite two weeks, 10, 10 days ago was uh, Hassan by six. Uh, about nine days ago, we had Hassan by three. We had about a week ago, Hassan by one. And now uh, uh, the College of St. Anselm has now Boldick up by one. Now that throws a little wrench in the averages. I had an average of uh, Hassan about 2.3 points going in this morning. I, I leave basically tonight with now Hassan only up by one in New Hampshire. Now, these this is going to take a while to get these polling numbers out. Again, it's going to be frustrating uh, on election night as we're all watching whatever channel, channel you watch. New Hampshire takes a while. But think about this. Think about this. Where did this come from? Right. And again, this is one of those like Ohio for the Dems. You look at Washington. I threw that out there just in case. I mean, that's going to be a late night thing anyway. But there's New Hampshire is going to be something to watch because you're going to be able to see this. Uh, Boldick, who was out of this race, this is a double. He was down by double digits, had a brutal primary and a late primary. Basically, about a month ago, he got out of that primary. And I'm showing right now, Hassan, one point lead. That we will watch. Uh, let's go to Pennsylvania. Of course, you got this Fetterman Oz race, which is just a you know up down back around. Um, I have. Let's take you through it. I have a and by the way, New York Times came out with about five polling numbers, basically having Dems lead all of them. So here's a very interesting thing: if you believe the New York Times poll, and you're a Dem, and you believe in this New York Times poll. You're going to win Arizona, you're going to win Nevada, you're going to win Pennsylvania, and you're going to win Georgia. And you're going to basically, you're basically going to win the Senate. So New York Times, uh, which is Upshot, okay, if you go to Upshot.com, and Nate Cohen over there, he's putting his neck on the line. He's putting his neck on the line. Because they came out with five big Senate polls, and basically Dems almost winning all of them. So that's your hope that that old traditional polling, if it works and it's really dead on and it's square, Dems are going to win the Senate. If these other polling companies are correct and New York Times is not, well, it's going to be different. And I'm just going to, I'll take you through right now. Fox, another traditional poll, 
has Fetterman up by four. That came out today. USA Today, Fetterman by two. I've got a Susquehanna poll, Oz by one. I have a New York Times poll, Fetterman by five. I've Insider Advantage, another right-leaning poll, Oz by three. Morning Call, kind of a fair poll, a tie. This gives Fetterman a 1.2 lead. So again, fascinating polling, opposite polling, a fight between the polling companies. Who's right? Who's wrong? So we're gonna we're gonna see here as as and, and again I'm gonna come on right before election night, probably maybe over the weekend as these polls continue. I'll probably get another hundred polls. So we'll see because polling was very light was very light in the midterm election, very light. But they're starting to come out now. I think they're all spending the money here at late time. Let's go to Arizona with Kelly. The Oh, and by the way, of course, that Pennsylvania race with Fetterman leading by one. This is a Republican seat with the a senator re, uh, retiring. This is the opportunity to win the Senate right here. This is the opportunity right here. Fetterman holds. The Dems have a huge possibility and probably will at least tie in the Senate. It's probably going to be all up to Pennsylvania and Nevada and Georgia, as we know. Kelly, out in Arizona, another one of those squirrely ones. I've got a, a Kelly by four, a Kelly by two, a Kelly by six, a Kelly by two, and a Kelly by one. Now remember the last two polls, Kelly by two, Kelly by one. New York Times says Kelly by six. So there you go again, right? Kelly by six, right? Which I just read you the, the Pennsylvania. Kelly by, what was it? Fetterman by five? Let me just pull it up again. Fetterman by five. New York Times. New York Times. Kelly by six. This is uh, Senator Kelly, a Dem, Arizona, Democrat seat. Masters is running against him. So right now, the average, what is it? Kelly by 2.3. This this race looked like it was out of range for the Republicans. Now, one of those tight, tight, tight races again. If this thing flips and we get a wave, well, Republicans could flip this seat and they're going to control the Senate. But if not, this is another probably, you know, stable seat for the Dems to win. If, you know, Kelly's a good candidate in Arizona. Masters has never led a poll. Never. So, Kelly, the Dem, an incumbent leading by 2.3. Let's go to Georgia. I have a Walker plus one, a Walker plus two, a Walker plus five. New York Times comes out. <laughs> Warnock plus three. Right, I've got an insider advantage. Again, another opposite. Right-leaning poll has Walker by three. I've got a six-point difference. No, matter of fact, I'll, I'll, I'll take it even better. Rasmussen has Walker plus five. New York Times has Warnock plus three. Eight-point difference in, in, in one same state. Two different companies. Eight points difference. Who's going to win? Who's going to win? Which polling company is correct? And then uh, Fox just came out with Walker plus one. Where does this leave us? Walker leading by one and a half going into, you know, four or five days to go. Walker, one and a half point lead in Georgia. This would be a flip. This is a seat the Republicans have to have. Have to have. Have to have. This is a must. And it's also a must for the Dems to hold. It goes both ways. But if the Dems flip Penn... Republicans flick Georgia, it's still an even tie. Then we have to look everywhere else that, that we just read, right? So 
that's something we have to look at. Now let's take it to Nevada because, you know, as I've been saying, Nevada is going to be the key. Nevada is all over the place. And Nevada is one of the hardest places to pull. Let me take you through it. New York Times has it a tie. We'll start with that. I've got a plus two, the tie I just talked about. I got Laxalt, the Republican there. Remember, this is a Democratic seat. I have in Trafalgar, what do they have? Plus four for the Republican. Insider Advantage, another right-leaning, has Laxalt up by two, the Republican up by two. I go to Nevada Independent um, newspaper, Cortez Masto, the Dem, by two. Susquehanna, another uh, right-leaning poll, Laxalt by five. USA Today, Cortez Masto, the Dem, by one. The Hill, though, and Emerson, good polling company, fair, has Laxalt by five. I mean, this is all over the place. I've got a tie. I've got Laxalt by two, Laxalt by four, Laxalt by five, Laxalt by five, and then I have Cortez Masto by two, Cortez Masto by one. This gives an average of Laxalt by 1.9. Another fight with the polls. All over the place. This can go, this can go anywhere. This election in Nevada can go either way. And you pull out some of these right-leaning polls, right? Let's pull out American Greatness, Insider Advantage, which has by two. Let's pull out Trafalgar, who has Laxo by four. <clears throat> Let's pull out Susquehanna, who's got Laxo by five. And what are you looking at? Cortez Masto is probably in the lead by probably one. That's how tight this is. So... I ran you through Biden's approval. Biden's uh, dropped a couple, couple, not a maybe a point, maybe a point in his average. Uh, we looked over the the dropping of the history of the seats in the Congress. So don't, if you're a Dem, don't be upset by losing seats. Of course you're going to lose seats. Forgetting about where where Biden is. Um, we looked at the issues, what who's running on what, how people are voting. We looked at the governor races, which has got some Dems in deep trouble in, in some of the governor races. If it, if it swings maybe another point or two, you could have Republicans with a big night in the governor. And, of course, the Senate seats, you know, sit in the balance. So <clears throat> I apologize for my voice tonight. I tried to power my way through. So we'll uh, – anyway, I'll probably be with you on the weekend. And we'll go through some of these more. I may even come on even Friday, uh, depending on if I get a bunch. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'll jump on. I'll get on again on Monday night to give you the final. And there, we'll uh, we'll take it, guys. Four or five days. We're looking forward to it. Thanks for being with us again. And um, I love you for being here. Keep bringing the comments and the questions. And uh, we'll chat soon. Take care.